1: through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. Our show in New England is an extension of a program that I did for many years in Hawaii. Today, we reach back into the vault, and I've got a special one for you. Open your heart. Hear what the Lord has to say to you today. Dr. Francis Sundarach was born in Madras, India. He graduated from Madras Christian College, Union Biblical Seminary, Princeton Theological Seminary, and Wheaton College. He's been a chemist, a pastor of Methodist churches throughout India, a district superintendent while pastoring the largest Indian church in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and general secretary with the Evangelical Fellowship of Asia. He's married to Sheila has uh, two children, Malika Ruth, married to John Samuel, and Samuel, uh, who's married to Sandra. They have one granddaughter, Rachel. Now, the reason we have our program, and I have guests like Dr. Francis Sundaraj, who has had tremendous impact among Indian people, the Indian people all over the world, and others of various backgrounds throughout Asia and beyond, is because of the, 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 the immensity of the love of Jesus Christ. Yes, for the world, and yes, for you. You, my dear friend. Whatever you're faced with, whatever you're going through right now, know this. Know that God knows you, and God loves you. And he sends Francis Sundarach to share his story in a way that's going to touch you. You see, Jesus has touched his life. He who died on the cross for our sins. Jesus who shed his blood on that cross to wash our sins away. He was buried. And three days later, he rose again from the grave. And the living Christ who touches people throughout India, throughout uh, the continents of the world, is calling on you now to open your heart to receive Him as your Savior and Lord. Dr. Sundaraj continues to be involved in ministry in Hyderabad and Segundarabad. He's involved with City Care Network and India Missions Association as an advisor. Open your heart today to Christ, and as you do, it is our desire that you would uh, gain much in this heart-to-heart sharing with Francis Sundaraj. Dr. Sundaraj, welcome to our show
2: so much, uh, Danny. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: Where did you grow up?
2: Uh, I grew up in uh, Chennai a city in South India, formerly known as Madras. And I had my school education as well as college education in that city. And that city is known for uh, music and uh, art and education. Yes, I grew up there.
1: Who influenced you most in your growing up years?
2: I was influenced by various factors. The early days in my life, I was very much associated with my church and uh, the worship services, the Sunday school. And I started singing in the choir. Uh, Then uh, some of the teachers, the school where I studied, the teachers who taught me, I was observing their life, and I found them to be very dedicated, committed to the work that was assigned to them. And also I must say that I was uh, influenced by some uh, movies. Those days we used to see some uh, Hollywood movies. Mm -hmm. We had a cinema theater in our area, and uh, showing the English movies, for instance... Uh, movies like uh, Robe and Ten Commandments and uh, Ben-Hur mm. and uh, all this really influenced me uh, during my high school days uh, and of course my own grandmother, she played a great role. At that time I did not realize the significance, the role that she played in my life, a love, uh, uh, prayerful She was very prayerful, very disciplined, and uh, sacrificial. I must say that my mother also influenced me a great Mm -hmm. deal, and uh, again, very disciplined and uh, very prayerful and uh, sacrificial. Yeah, these are some people, and also some of the factors influenced me a great deal in
1: my early days. Dr. Sundaraj, when you saw those movies... Ben Hur, the Ten Commandments. How did it fire up your imagination?
2: You know the interesting part of that. You know the the dialogues, the the deep. Uh, uh, you know the whole dialogue and uh, the the story value, and of course the action, uh, the way the. The words that were spoken by various people, uh, you know, they're based on the Bible. Uh, So these things really touched me in my life. Uh, And uh, I must say that God used these movies to some extent to lead me step by step, to enter into this glorious fellowship and relationship with
1: him. Let's take a moment there. Uh, Doctor, let's talk about that. Uh, How did you become a Christian?
2: Uh, You know, I grew up in a traditional, nominal uh, Christian family. My parents were regular members of uh, a nearby Anglican church in the city of Chennai. Then what happened when I was a teenager... At the age of 17, I remember something very significant happened to me. I saw a transformation in the lives of uh, some people whom I knew quite well, and they claimed to be born again uh, Christians, born again in Christ. So one evening, I very well remember, with that encouragement, I attended the Youth for Christ rally in the city. The speaker, he was uh, sharing the gospel message, very clear salvation in Christ, the need to accept him, uh, to lead a meaningful and purposeful life, the liberation from uh, the bondage of sin and freedom in Christ. And uh, the Lord touched me uh, as he was uh, preaching, and uh, the Spirit of God convicted me of my sins, and the need to have Christ as my Savior. After some struggle within me, I gave myself to Christ uh, in faith. After the rally was over, a man of God came to me and he said, you would like to counsel me. So he counseled me and prayed with me. And that is how I became a Christian. Mm. Uh, But later what happened, I could sense a great change within me, uh, spending time in reading God's Word, praying and uh, getting involved in reaching out and uh, seeking the company of uh, fellow believers. And there was a joy in me, joy and the assurance of salvation and the presence of the Lord in my life. But as days went by, I began to realize that in spite of the assurance of salvation in Christ and the availability of His grace, I must, as the Apostle Paul says, work out and make efforts to continue to walk in Christ. So there were times when I could not hold on, mm. times when I went astray, I was uh, disappointed and desperate. hmm It was in this condition. I met a man of God, uh, a pastor of a nearby Methodist Church. And I shared with him my uh, desperation, and uh, so he was very kind to me. He listened to me patiently, and uh, then finally prayed with me. And uh, before I left the place, he gave me a verse from the Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 24, which says the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Now that verse hmm. has become my life text. I hold on to that assurance that I find in the Word of God. That's how I became a Christian and the Lord led me through.
1: What was the significance of that verse that uh, has captivated your heart?
2: See, the the faithfulness of God in our know, tall times mm. and uh, through all trials and victories and failures and uh, success and uh, the midst of sadness and disappointments and uh, frustration. I held on to this verse. I still do that. And I find him to be extremely faithful to me and uh, giving me the assurance and uh, rekindling that inner glow that I have because of him. And uh, then the rededication and commitment and uh, that wonderful assurance uh, keeps me going on and uh, in spite of what happens to me, it's a great help to me.
1: Dr. Sundaraj, I think your, a moment of your reflection as you have shared, uh, particularly this verse, this verse, First Thessalonians 5.24, really speaks to a need in our world today, uh, a world of so much change a world that it it seems like life is moving so quickly. And, of course, along with that, uh, decisions are made. uh, So many times we feel as though we are not proactive, but we are reactive. We're reacting to things that are happening around us. And things can very much feel out of control. Yes. And yet, uh, when you talk about the faithfulness of Christ, it brings a a sense of stability. It brings a, a sense of a sense of purpose uh, in spite of that because of who God is. When we come back, you'll hear more from Dr. Francis Sundarach. He's involved with City Care Network and India Missions Association as an advisor there. A man of wisdom, a man of uh, great experience sharing heart to heart with you. More. Stay with us now. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life Namelessly beneath the barren sky leave it to me I lead you home James 3:13 says who is wise and understanding among you let him show it by his good life by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom the good life with dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. Mae Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you.
0: You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today.
1: Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. How does one know that the Lord God is calling you into full-time service? How do you know that? How do you hear from God? And uh, what happens after that? And how does God open doors to study at such uh, prestigious places like uh, Princeton? This is the story of Dr. Francis Sundarach, who's with us today by phone. From Seattle, Washington, you're listening to the Good Life Radio Show. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Francis Sundarach is with me, Dr. Francis Sundarach. Dr. Sundarach, when did, you, when did God call you into ministry? Uh,
2: it was in 1961. I remember there was a week-long uh, Deeper Life Convention in my church in Chennai. And I was uh, 25 years old at the time. In one of the meetings, after a spirit-filled sermon, the preacher invited the people to dedicate themselves to full-time Christian ministry. Moved by the Holy Spirit, I went to the altar and uh, surrendered myself to the Lord. And I prayed to Him. I said, Lord, I am willing to go. Please help me and guide me when I should step step out. A few months later, I received an invitation to join a company owned by a well-known Christian family in my city. I thought about it, and uh, at that point I felt maybe God wanted me to work and give part of my income to those who labor as and Mm -hmm. So I accepted the invitation and joined the company. And two months later, the company sent me to another city for training in um, manufacturing paints. There in that city, I was deeply disturbed in my heart due to my disobedience to the call of God. It was a great struggle within me. And uh, after much prayer and being totally convinced of the call of God, I resigned my job and proceeded to Union Biblical Seminary in central India.
1: And Dr. Sundaraj, at this point, uh, around the age of 25, were you, were you, were, were you, because you, you have a background in chemistry, right?
2: Yes, I, that's right. Is yeah, that, is I did that? My, there's undergraduate studies in chemistry,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so and there we call it graduate studies. Okay. So <laughs> yes. were you
1: working uh,
2: as a chemist? Yes, I was working as a chemist, Danny. Uh, mm-hmm. after, uh, after I finished my studies, I, I worked as a chemist in the uh, waterworks department of uh, corporation of uh, Chennai, Madras, Uh, in my city, and as a chemist, my job was to uh, purify the water, the drinking water, so use chemicals for that purpose. Mm. I was there for about one and a half years, and then another company invited me to join them. Uh, That company is known as Tube Products of India, very close to the city of Chennai, and uh, so there my responsibility is to uh, do enameling and uh, we call it annealing and uh, sending the steel tubes uh, into a furnace, and repeating the process till that uh, the hardness of the steel agrees with the standard set by the government. And those steels Tubes were used for uh, making bicycles and uh, conduit pipes uh, for various other reasons. And uh, so I was there, again, for about two years.
1: So your work as a chemist began to converge at this point where God was beginning to call you.
2: Yes. uh, There was a deep disturbance within me Mm. right through, and uh, a sense of feeling, you know, that I was... uh, not obedient to his call. Uh, Often I used to think, I think that was the work of the Spirit, Uh, think, you know, suppose I resign this job. Uh, There are hundreds of young people who are willing to come over here, apply and get the job. But who will go to the ministry, who will go and do the outreach work, go as a missionary or a pastor, very few young people respond to that. So the issue before me was, what are you doing about it? Why don't you step out? So that was there, and uh, that struggle within me. And at one point later, when I was uh, doing my paint manufacturing, uh, the training, I could not resist that. So Mm -hmm. finally I said, Lord, here am I. I am willing to go, come what may. So I wrote to my parents, and uh, they said, you wait for a while and, uh, because we need your income to educate your younger brother. And, uh, but I could not resist. So what I did without telling my parents, I went to the seminary. Fortunately, I got admission there and uh, started doing uh, the Bachelor of Divinity Studies there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's uh, how I went to the ministry. Then later, by God's grace, Uh, At one point, as I was a student there during Christmas time, I said to myself, I must go back to Chennai and uh, spend time with my parents, and I must make them to realize that this is of the Lord, and I am there to pray for them, help them in all possible ways, and uh, uh, I must maintain my relationship with my parents. So after finishing my studies, I joined the pastoral Team in my church and during that period I stayed with my parents and uh, by the grace of God made them to realize that this is of the Lord it is God who has called me it is not my own effort and mm-hmm. they thoroughly understood and they started uh, being with me since then
1: were you married at that time
2: uh, during my pastoral ministry I was an associate there that time Banu, I met her, she used to come to the church, and she was active in the youth fellowship. Her parents were also very active. So I met Banu, but uh, we didn't have any understanding. But uh, a few months later, a mutual friend, uh, he, he, is, he put this to us, you know, why don't you think of uh, uh, marrying each other because you, you set your eyes on the ministry. Uh, so that led me to Bono, and she also felt that she was, the Lord was leading her to me. Uh, later, we agreed to get married.
1: How did the Lord open the door for you to study at Princeton? Uh,
2: Danny, what happened uh, during my days in the Union Biblical Seminary, I studied under, under a professor, and uh, that professor... Studied in Princeton. He did his master's there. And uh, he was an American missionary there. And through him, I came to know Princeton. I did not know much about Princeton at that point, you know, the the great role Princeton has been playing over the years. Mm -hmm. Somehow I felt, you know, that I should go and uh, study there. So I applied to Princeton with all the documents needed and Princeton offered me to study masters in theology. Then the World Council of Churches uh, came forward to give me full financial assistance. Wow. And uh, that was 100%. That was amazing, Danny. Mm. They took care of uh, my studies and my stay in Princeton. And uh, then even medical insurance, they took care of it. Mm. Travel, everything was taken care of by them. So I joined Princeton, and uh, that was a great experience to me. My focus was uh, pastoral care and administration. And at uh, Princeton, some of my professors were conservative, and some were liberal and uh, radical. And uh, it helped me a great deal uh, in my thinking. I approach the ministry, the, the importance and necessity of, necessity of a holistic ministry. Mm-hmm. It is not just evangelism, but also social action. It is not just social action, but also evangelism. Both should be combined together. And that's what we find in the life of Jesus. So that really, you know, it sides—the liberal and the evangelical, and even the radical—and uh, so I thank God for that. You know, the need for a holistic ministry in uh, discipling and uh, discipleship. So that's how I went to Princeton. Uh,
1: how did that? How did that? Sh- your experience there. How do you feel it began to shape? A vision that God was giving you for India and uh, for the for uh, beyond that for Asia.
2: Yes, what happened uh, after uh, finishing my studies, I went back and for a year I taught in the seminary in India where I studied. But uh, the Lord uh, made it very to me that uh, I should go back to the pastoral ministry and uh, not just you know being uh, within the four walls of uh, seminary teaching uh, the Lord showed to me that's not your calling so after a year I went back to my pastoral ministry and uh, what happened since then you know whenever I see the poor uh, the exploited and the uh, victimized people uh, I just don't sympathize I raised this question within me why this person is poor why this person person is being exploited, uh, why this person is being victimized. Then I began to realize that uh, we live in a fallen world and there is so much of injustice. The root cause is uh, something else. So I must present the gospel to them, freedom from sin and freedom in Christ that liberated life. And at the same time, I must also do something to help them and uh, maybe feeding them uh, and uh, maybe a person who's uh, being treated unjust, I must try to step in and help that person out. So that helped me a great deal and that's what I tried to do. Very interesting part that I must share this with you, when I was in Wheaton for a year to do another you know, master's course, uh, graduate studies. Uh, I did a research. It's very interesting. Uh, You know, Wheaton is very close to Chicago. So I did uh, intercultural studies in Wheaton. And part of it, I did cross-cultural research. So my research is uh, getting into the first uh, uh, Mm African-American sector, in the city of uh, Chicago. So I did some research there, went there with uh, a couple of students, about 48 hours, seeing myself and uh, connecting myself to a church there and a community church works among these poor and doing uh, social work. And then I felt, you know, I must take, this
1: experience with me and back to India Dr. Sundaraj let's let's take a moment and really reset as you're explaining that because now what you're experienced in Princeton what I see uh, doctor is that you had you know the social action and the gospel then you took it back and you saw it in India and you engaged both with the gospel and with the social action they went hand in hand I'm eager to hear what happened in your research. What did you discover when you went from Wheaton, Illinois, there at Wheaton College Graduate School, and when you went into the city of Chicago and joined the church as you're explaining, what happened, what did you find out, and what is it that you took back, Dr. Sundaraj, that has um, made uh, the difference uh, in, again, the, 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 the double the, the wings as it were of a, of a bird the bird of the gospel the, the, the gospel of love and Christ social action and the message of Christ more with Dr. Francis Sundarach when we come back stay with us wandering the road of desperate life aimlessly beneath the barren sky leave
3: it to me i lead you home
1: What can we learn about evangelism? Danny Yamashiro here. Rebecca Manley Pipper wrote in her book, Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World. I once asked a woman if she felt comfortable about evangelism. Oh yes, she responded. I do it twice a week. Somehow it sounded more like taking multiple vitamins. Evangelism isn't just something you do out there and then get back to normal living. Evangelism involves taking people seriously, getting across to their island of concerns and needs, and then sharing Christ as Lord in the context of our natural living situations.
0: You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today.
1: Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy dangers of academic study is that uh, it can be so fascinating for someone that that that's inclined to academics uh, intellectual pursuits that it becomes uh, the marvel of theory without application and the application or the absence of application can uh, result in virtual meaninglessness there's no, there's no benefit to society. There's no benefit to people. However, if there is, through research, through study, through learning and growing and the expansion of the mind and the understanding, if there is application, oh boy, that's where things get really powerful, really impactful. And that's a life of Dr. Francis Sundarach in the sense that he went to Princeton Seminary he went to Union Biblical uh, Seminary in India, then to Princeton, and he goes back to apply what he learned about the, the power of the gospel and also the necessity for social action. He was given opportunity at Wheaton College to do further graduate studies, and before our break, he was just explaining to us what he learned in the process, what he discovered in his research and how he applied it. You're listening to the Good Life Radio Show. I'm Danny Almashiro. Dr. Francis Sundarach is with us by phone from Seattle, Washington. Dr. Sundarach, what did you discover? Uh,
2: You mean my research, Danny? Yes, your research. Yes, you see, I saw the poor African-Americans there and... uh, I noticed their you know, sense of desperation, and uh, in some cases, I even could uh, observe that anger in their eyes, mm. and uh, they're angry. Maybe I think they were angry because of what happened to them, their ancestors, and uh, at the same time, I also met some young people who were working in that uh, community center, the church there. And they were saying, you know, their ambition in life to come up and uh, they don't want their social uh, welfare system and they want to work hard and make their own uh, living. And of course, you know, I could understand them because... Uh, I started reading uh, materials about the African American...
3: Mm -hmm.
2: deep concern so when I went back as I live in India you know where there is so much of poverty there are so many poor people of course India is coming up in many areas but at the same time we have a lot of poor people, people suffering uh, due to various reasons social injustice and uh, a lot of people suffering in hunger and Called the upper caste groups. Uh, so the gospel, and well, thank God, you know, the Indian church does it. And uh, in general, I'm saying, reaching out to the poor, the downtrodden, and a lot of these missionaries, you know, this India Missions Association missionaries, they work among the poor and uh, do social action among them and uh, winning them into the kingdom of God, so uh, that kind of a sensitivity the Lord has given me uh, uh, as I walk with Him and uh, a new understanding of the Word of God, salvation, and social action.
1: When I was there with you in in Hyderabad, along with our Paradise Global Mission India team. We met a very dear man and a woman. His name was Dr. Sujai uh, Suneta of uh, City Care Network. I remember him taking us to visit uh, AIDS patients. I mean, these patients were, they were dying, uh, you know, on the threshold of death. And we went in to visit them and we went to a leper colony Yes. And uh, we saw him in action. Dr. Sundaraj, when I saw Dr. Sujai Suneta in action, I had yes. glimpses of uh, of Christ, you know, the, the, as, as though this is what Jesus would have done. And when we went to that leper colony, we drove, uh, you probably know exactly where we were, but it was a long drive out to get there.
2: Yes, that's right. And, that's right uh, I was with you, remember? I, yeah.
1: Yes, and... and, and no one wanted to come out until they saw, he. Then, then I saw him going in, dressing their
2: wounds. Yes, I very well remember that. He was touching them. Touching them. Touching because, them. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he is, he is a very tender person, Danny. He's a highly qualified man. He did his uh, PhD in leprosy, but uh, I tell you, he is very tender-hearted, very kind, he Totally identifies himself with his people. You know, when he started this HIV AIDS ministry, he was uh, having these people at his home and uh, he was eating with them. Uh, those days, you know, HIV AIDS, you know, they did not have, people did not have proper understanding and it's all totally untouchable. But Sujai got them to his house. And ate with them, laughed with them, mm. prayed with them, hmm. and treated them so kindly. Yeah, Suja is really wonderful. is a very dear brother in life.
1: And his wife is uh, Dr. Lavanya, right? Yes,
2: Lavanya. Uh, Lavanya. Yes, that's right. Uh, so, Lavanya did a PhD in genetics. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they both worked together. And uh, now Lavanya understands that Sujay has uh, gone back to his leprosy work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Lavanya has taken over this HIV/AIDS ministry. You know, well... and uh, he also Sujay has become a resource person now. He is going to Australia. Sometimes he comes to US. Mm-hmm. And to share about, share his experience with people. You know, the Lord is using this couple I, I in learned, a marvelous way. The, the great thing about them, they are so humble. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: And they are so kind-hearted. You know. I'm glad, you know, uh, you could see that work uh, when you were there in India.
1: Well, to see the, the tenderness of, yes. uh, of of a man, of, of a woman... The, the kind of, we we were invited into their home. I think our team were, were there to celebrate a wedding, an Indian wedding. There, uh, it was it was quite an experience for all of us. Yeah, to see yes. to see someone really, you know, in this way. You know, when it's easy to to be a Christian, I think when when things are really easy and clean and neat. But when you're touching the the downtrodden, the bro- broken hearted, I mean. You know, when when Jesus talked about setting the captives free, I mean, I was yeah. looking at it uh, with my own eyes, seeing someone touch uh, people who are very broken. Dr. Sundaraj, when we come back, can we talk about um, your uh, lesson, maybe a few lessons that you learned through your life of leadership? We've got leaders that are listening, people who are aspiring to become leaders. You're a world leader. You've... And a spiritual leader, a biblical leader, uh, some lessons that you learned. Could you share some when we come back? Yes, Danny, I'll do that. Um, you, will, okay. you will hear from Dr. Francis Sundarach about leadership and a little bit more when we come back. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life aimlessly beneath
3: the barren sky Leave it to me,
1: Ali This is Danny Yamashiro. Don Pick Benson wrote, When I was growing up, my dad was a farmer, not a Christian. He had little interest in faith, having been told by his father that the Bible was a fairy tale. But then a local pastor took an interest in my dad, asking if he could help plow the fields on the weekend. That one act of service spoke louder than words ever could to my dad. By his actions, the pastor made my dad feel loved, and that did more than any preaching could have. He didn't need convincing about the theological correctness of the Bible. He needed to feel God's love for him. This pastor met that need in a practical way, and that's evangelism.
0: On behalf of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, weekdays at 6 p.m. on WEZE, and visiting drdanny.live for more resources. My dear friend, it is because of listeners and donors like you that we are able to spread the message of Jesus' love and bring hope to people like you, your family, and friends. Proverbs 11.25 says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Will you prayerfully consider donating to Danny Yamashiro Ministries so that we may continue to broadcast the gospel so believers will be built up and non-believers may form a relationship with Jesus Christ? Visit drdanny.live to make a financial contribution today. That's drdanny.live. And thank you again for supporting The Good Life with Dr. Danny. May God richly bless you with The Good Life. Listening to the Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today.
1: Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. Please enjoy. Wisdom And leadership, many times they go hand in hand. Uh, You can gain wisdom, but you need to live life in order to gain wisdom because you need to know how to apply certain principles in the unique way and time in which your current situation is given. And when you think about wisdom, quite often you think about leaders because leaders have learned some things along the way, along with a leadership gift that uh, God has given to to, to them, and they've applied lessons that they've learned in life. It's a unique moment when you have a man of the stature of Dr. Francis Sundarach, who has uh, led in a, in a global way, who has a vision, uh, a, a global vision, and who has been trained and nurtured in some of the finest institutions of the world. And at the same time, uh, at the same time, the the, the, the depth of uh, the biblical understanding and the application of that to make the, our society better in the name of Jesus Christ. You're listening to the Good Life Radio Show, and Dr. Francis Sunarach is in studio, uh, well, in, not in studio, he's with me, in studio, but by phone from Seattle, Washington. And we're going to talk about leadership in this last segment uh, and also, how lead and that, and how it relates to family. You can find out more about this show, get this program in, in its uh, entirety, and other resources of our ministry at thegoodlifehawaii.com. dot com. Doctor Sundaraj, what lessons have you learned as a leader?
2: Danny, uh, over the years, the Lord taught me a few lessons in my leadership positions, and. Uh, I am very grateful to him. See, for instance, the necessity to be steadfast in my commitment to Christ. I remember uh, Book of Hebrews, chapter twelve, and verses one and two, where the writer says, uh, "You know, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, running the race, and uh, you know, perseverance, endurance." Uh, but uh, whatever the situation may be, uh, there are many things to pressurize us, and, uh, take our uh, mind away from Christ and the ministry has given to us. We must make the determination to fix our eyes on Him, and uh, also a steadfast commitment to the ministry with, which God has uh, given to us, whatever the ministry may be. And uh, fixing our eyes on the ministry also, and doing our best. The other thing the Lord taught me is the necessity to be humble. Mm. and uh, because whatever I am today is because of you know, the grace of God. And uh, the Lord taught me to be a servant leader. sevent uh A reconciler, as a leader, I am a builder, uh, reconciling. And there is so much of uh, hatred and animosity. We find this in the church also, mm-hmm. due to various reasons, you know, resentment and bitterness and uh, hating each other. And uh, so in that situation, I must play the role of being a reconciler and a builder. Uh, so these are lessons understanding, the Lord uh, taught me over the
3: years
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I always pray to God to keep me like this till the final day comes in my life uh, uh,
1: many lessons. times Dr. Sundaraj I think uh, you, you may uh, you may resonate with me on this where we can see the real uh, authenticity or the integrity of a leader uh, by the way their family uh, by by getting to know their family and yes. okay. uh, i i have had the privilege and it really is that to to see dr francis Sundarach, the 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 name the man the reputation but in a different and unique way through uh, my relationship with one of my dear my dearest friends from biola university uh, Samuel Sundaraj, your dear son. Yes, sir. and uh, Doctor Sundaraj, when when I met uh, your son Samuel, I, I call him Vinod. Um, he has had the greatest respect for you, and love and affection for you, and uh, and uh, Auntie um, when 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 we when we were together, and and that's when you see you see that. Uh, what you're talking about as a leader that it has penetrated and lived out even in your family the love respect and admiration that your son has had for you and it has always touched me and it touches me to this very day and and i and i, and I believe that it as it just adds so much what you've said has had so much gravity to it but this all the more uh, your family uh, Malika Ruth and now your your granddaughter Rachel what a blessing she uh, is, is and has in you and uh, auntie so uh, Dr. Senraj thank you so much for taking the time out of your uh, very uh, important uh, schedule that you have in your life to to make make time for this to share with each 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 one of our listeners as they hear us you know, um, uh, you know, in the discussion that we've had today, heart to heart. Thank you.
2: Yes, thank you, Dann. Thank you so much. Thank you. Words
1: of faithfulness from Dr. Francis Sundarach. My friend, God's timing is perfect. and there's no better time than right now to share the love of Christ with someone near you. And if you haven't done so, look, this may be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus. Go to drdanny.live for next steps and resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and major podcast platforms. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 24. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Dr. Francis Sundarach. Until next time, along with my producer David Nasora, creative director Brian Torres, web designer Shina Kusumoto. Social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today.
0: Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life.